It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And that's hit in the air and pretty deep to left center field. Racing back Gartner, still going back at the wall. Looking up, see you later! Into the bullpen, Jose Altuve with his 12th career postseason homer. And the Astros go up one to nothing. Gregorius, a 278 hitter in the postseason with a home run and six runs batted in. Ideally, they'd like to get Gregorius out inside. And field shades to pull. Cole delivers. Breaking ball bounced softly right side, waiting on Altuve. He's got it, throws to first, inning over. And the Astros breathe a sigh of relief. Yankees leave them loaded. And after one inning in game three of the ALCS, Astros won, Yankees nothing. 1-2 is a breaking ball. That's drilled deep down the right field line. And you can kiss it goodbye. Into the second deck. Reddick with a homer. And the Astros go up 2 to nothing. Boy, another hanging breaking ball from Severino. And Reddick was licking his chops. So soft stuff so far to Judge. The lower the better against Judge. Hicks at second, LeMayhew at first, 2-0 Astros, two outs, bottom of the second. Cole hunched over as he looks it, straightens up as he comes set. Delivers a 1-2. Swing and a miss! Judge strikes out on a slider away and the inning is over. Yankees strand a pair as Cole gets his first strike out of the game in a big spot. Two outs, nobody on. Here's the 3-2 to Torres. Breaking ball, got him! Strike three. Torres right through that one. And Cole picks up his third strikeout of the ballgame, and that's it. It's a 1-2-3 here in the bottom of the third. We'll go to the fourth inning. Astros lead it 2 to nothing. Big moment in this ballgame. Game three of the American League Championship Series. Garrett Cole. 0-2 to LeMayhew. Breaking ball. Hit well. Center field going back on a Springer. He's going to have room right in front of the track and makes the catch for out number three. That'll do it as the Yankees strand their seventh base runner of the ball game. We'll go to the fifth. Astros lead it two to nothing. A laborious evening for Cole. Now at 88 pitches for the game. And once again, dealing with traffic. They've gotten him out inside, Gregorius. Cole set and delivers. And that's it high in the air and deep to right. Going back is Reddick on the warning track in front of the wall. Makes the catch with his back against the fence. How about that? Gregorius came within a couple of feet of putting the Yankees ahead. Instead, the Yankees strand a pair. And we're through five in game three of the ALCS. Astros two, Yankees nothing. He's been a workhorse. Picks ready for a 2-2. Astros leading 2-0. No one on, two out for New York in the bottom of the six. Pitch on the way. That is at the knees for strike three. Frozen with the slider. Hicks goes down looking, and the inning draws to a close. Six strikeouts for Cole, and we're through six in the Bronx at game three of the ALCS. Astros two, Yankees nothing. And it's going to get away from Sanchez and go to the screen. Altuve will score on the wild pitch. Back-to-back pitches by Zach Britton. In the dirt, and that one finally gets away, and the Astros score and make it three to nothing. Breaking balls hit well to left field. That should get a run in. Tagging at third base is Brantley. Gardner's got it, and he'll lob it into the infield as Brantley will score easily. A sacrifice fly for Gurriel. The Astros lead it four to nothing. Garrett Cole.
Here's a 1-1. That one's hit to center field. Playable for Springer. And he's got it. Seven scoreless for Garrett Cole. He is a man as he marches back to the dugout. And we'll go to the eighth inning. The Astros lead it four to nothing. And that's lifted right field, fairly deep. Reddick is back, looking up. See you later. Labor Torres goes deep, and it's four to one Astros. One, two. Ground ball left side. Bregman to his left. He grabs it, throws on the move to first. A scoop by Gurriel on the low throw, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take a two games to one lead in the American League Championship Series as they win game three by a final of four to one. Well, they just never let this Yankees crowd get into the ball game. And it started with the second batter of the game, Altuve, a home run to put the Astros on top. Reddick adds on, he tacks on in the second with the home run himself. And then it was Garrett Cole and the rest of the bullpen shutting things down and just never really felt like this stadium got rocking. Garrett, the uh, at bat with Didi, obviously one ball barely stays in the park. Take me through your emotions. Did you think it was out? And also just talk about the way you were able to get out of jams today. Yeah, I mean, the um, <clears throat> we wanted to go fastball in. We got it in for the most part. Um, when he initially hit it, the trajectory was kind of more towards second base or where the second baseman was uh, would normally be. We, we shift Didi, so Altuve's in right field. But um, So initially off the bat, uh, I, I I wasn't worried, and then uh, and then I turned around and realized where we were playing, and so I got a little worried. Um, uh, uh, Reddick kind of drifted back. Um, he usually uh, he likes he you know when he's got a beat on it, uh, it keeps my blood pressure down a little bit. So, um, but it, there was a, it was a, the the um, the emotions kind of followed the fly ball, right? So it was kind of like low to like freaking out to like not so worried anymore. Um, and, uh, we had to, we had to make some big pitches in, in some spots. Uh, you know, the first inning, uh, um, uh, DJ did a great job on a good low and in fastball to drive it up the middle. Just classic DJ judge puts us in a hole, beating the shift. I don't know if he was trying or if he just got it out off the end of the bat, but woke the fans up. Um, still playing with the lead at that point, but needed to make some pitches fell behind Glaber. Wasn't going to mess around there. Um, just on to the next one and and made another good pitch to Didi to get out of it. A couple other jams later in the game, I was like, I felt like I was crisp coming out of the coming out of the gate, and then faltered a little bit with the command, uh, a little bit self inflicted. Um, but once again, um, you know, just boiled down to, to making some good pitches under pressure, getting fortunate on the Didi ball, um, and uh, and um, you know, playing some good defense um, towards the end of the ball game. Stay on the right in the middle. Garrett, you had uh, you're back by Altuve and Reddick with the home runs, but that seventh inning, it's it's still a tight game, and it's there's a hit and run, sacrifice fly, loaded the bases with an intentional walk. What's it like to watch your lineup and and watch your teammates being able to almost self create two runs right there? Yeah, it's just huge. Um, Altuve's just so good at that. You know, he can decide halfway to the plate where he's going to place the ball, and uh, I've never seen that kind of talent before in my life, and I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Um, you know, I mean, the the approach from the offense from the get go has been impeccable uh, throughout the postseason. Um, you know, a, a couple lulls uh, in the Tampa series with with some really badass relievers coming in one after another um, posed a bit of a challenge for us. And the Yankees give us the same threat. Uh, fortunately, we were able to scratch a little bit of a lead. 
Like I said, another fortunate thing was that Didi hit that to right center instead of right down the line. Um, you know, but if, if, if Didi's balls goes out, I feel like both of Maldonado's balls go out and maybe we still have the lead. I don't know. Um, it's, it's not up to me. So, um, fortunately we kept the lead, uh, and, and the boys just kept putting pressure on them. Um, and it paid off far left in the back. You mentioned that if Didi's goes out, maybe Martins goes out. Uh, what, what, what do you think of the idea that the ball being used in the postseason is different than the one in the regular season? I mean... I don't I I haven't really put much thought into it. I just you know, I just uh I just try to respond to the to to if it goes out or if it doesn't go out the best I can. Um you know, I don't know if it was the ball or if it was the wind. It was a little chilly tonight. I'm not quite sure exactly how this park plays. I've only pitched here one other time, so um you know, I, you know, but I mean, it's it, it's baseball. I mean, did did Jeter's ball really go out, or or did the guy reach over and pull it out? You know, come on. <laughs> on the right, in the, in the middle, Garrett uh, AJ defined uh, your pitching philosophy as letting starters go deep into a game as old school. Uh, how does it kind of feel being part of a rotation that you're obviously expected to go deep? as opposed to the Yankees where maybe they're putting their bullpen in a little bit earlier the rest of Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, I mean, the Yankees have had some the Yankees have some fantastic starters. I mean, they just hit, ran into the injury bug a little bit where they haven't really been able to stretch out Sevy or Pax uh, quite like they did. I mean, let's not sell Tanaka's outing short in game one. That was fabulous. Um, you know, uh, I, I just feel really blessed to be here. I mean, I, I, I was here last year with two Cy Young Award winners, uh, and I was sandwiched in between their lockers. And then towards the end of the year, uh, you know, Granky likes his space, so he's down on the corner. I don't get sandwiched in between two, but we still have two Cy Young Award winners and an MVP on the pitching staff two years in a row. So, I mean, geez, what a fortunate position for me to be in. Um, there's so, much, so many opportunities to learn, um, and I just feel really blessed. Over here on the left in the middle. Garrett, kind of a two-parter, but you've been on such a, a role where you've been so dominant for so long and you weren't quite there for a good part of today. Do you just always feel that at some point during the game you're going to get that? And is that how you mentioned earlier you you gave up a walk because you just didn't want to mess around with a guy, but you know you can get the next guy because you've been able to do it? Yeah, well, I mean, that's pitching. Um, I mean, gosh, Claver's been as hot as anybody, so – um, you know, you make you make a couple pitches there, and then you put some pressure on him with two fastballs just above the zone on the other part of the plate. And if he doesn't bite, whatever, um, you know, you you, you got to respond to it. You got to move on. Um, you know, as, as as far as the role, I just try to take it one start at a time. Obviously, tonight fastball command was was a bit of a struggle, and, and for some reason, it wasn't early in the inning. It was it was more late in the inning. Um, don't really have a reason for that um, right now, but. Um, I know it'll be better next time, and um, you know. But we 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 needed to we needed to score a few runs tonight. We needed to play some sharp D, especially towards the end of the game. And again, the interior defense can't speak enough of it. And you know, you just let Jake go out there and you know run down fly balls, and 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 George go run down fly balls. I mean, it's just like they're salivating out there to just go play catch with the ball. I mean, it's like it's just what they do. So uh, again, really fortunate to be on such a great team with a lot of talent and a lot of great teammates. Okay, two more, John. Uh, Garrett, sort of uh, following that up, up uh, AJ said he thought you were struggling your command and your rhythm early until you found your curveball in the maybe the middle innings. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I I told him. Um, yeah, I did. I won't I won't divulge like everything that I said, but I said once I you know once I found it, um, you know I felt confident. Uh, 
uh, having it in my back pocket if I needed to. And, um, uh, but the fastball came, fastball command came around in, in, in the fifth. You know, I, I threw a really good slider to Encarnacion that kind of put some more pressure on us there in the fifth um, that he hit for the double. It was just a fabulous swing. Um, and, you know, but I was still pleased with that inning. So, um, you know, I mean, sometimes it comes and goes. And, and, and tonight um, I was able to make pitches when I needed to. And, and, and next time out, uh, I'm pretty confident it'll be better. Okay, last one, Jerry, far right. Garrett, I'm sure you've been asked this in the uh, last two rounds, but, you know, given the company you're keeping, the run you've had the last couple of months, last few months, have you taken time to ponder it at all? And, and, you know, the success you're enjoying and, like I said, some of the names that are being bandied about with you? Well, I mean, we <clears throat> we definitely like to celebrate the wins, that's for sure. I mean, this is a game of failure for the most part, and um, so as a team, you know, we like to we like to go over the successes that we have and really try to pass credit around the room. Um, but that's probably the extent of how much time we spend on it. Um, there's a lot more work to do, uh, and it's just too much fun to stay in the moment right now. The chase for the pennant for a third straight year happens here. The Astros win the AL West and head it to the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're gonna hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown. Game four of the American League Championship Series was postponed on Wednesday in New York due to inclement weather. The series picks up again Thursday as our coverage begins with Astro Launch at 6.30 p.m. Texas time here on the Astros radio network. Wednesday afternoon, Astros manager A.J. Hinch spoke to reporters on a conference call discussing the rainout. How beneficial. It, you know what? It, it gives everybody a day off. Um, and, and kind of an opportunity to collect ourselves before game four. It changes our pitching a little bit. Um, how beneficial it is is probably easier to answer after I see how guys perform and, and how the pitching plays out. But um, I don't know. I guess that's, it's kind of a wait and see. But, but it, does, it does solidify who we start in game four and game five without, without having to go to a bullpen game. Was that a pretty easy decision? Ranking Verlander on their normal roster? Yeah, very easy for us. It was, you know, it was our plan. If, if this happened, um, it's, it's Zach's normal day. He was going to pitch on Thursday, no matter what game number it was. Um, JV on regular rest in Game Five. The sooner that we can use, you know, our best pitchers, the you know, the better for us. We were, it was an easy decision. AJ, how do you feel about uh, where the series stands right now, being an up two one? Still having two potential games at home, and you're, you still have Grinky, Verlander, and Cole all set to start for you if needed. I see it, you know, as an, an opportunity to get to the next game. I know it's very easy to start to map things out and a lot of what ifs. And and now that our pitching is is set for the next couple nights, we know we're going to have pretty good weather based on the forecast. But I, I think it's also important for us not to look too far ahead of. Of game four. We have Zach Yankee going. We know um, we're going to face Tanaka. It's a it's an important game. Every game is magnified as you get deeper and deeper. And very disciplined to only care about the next game, and that's what we're focused on. Four games in four days. Four days. With, with your bullpen, I guess the strain that they could put on your guys. What have you thought about that? Um, we, you know, we'll, we'll think of some, look at it based on how the games play out. But we haven't even played game one of a, of a potential four-game stretch. So um, right now our goal is to win the next game. And, and uh, But we, we play four games in a row all the time during the season. So the, from, the, from the beginning of this, this 
stretch. It's not that daunting for us. We, we do it all the time. It's something that uh, players are equipped to handle from the very beginning, but um, it, it's really a non-topic. AJ, you were talking about uh, Tanaka. What what made Masahiro Tanaka so effective against you guys uh, in his last start, and what adjustments would you like to see? Yeah, he, you know, he was really good at making uh, making his pitches, and he stayed with his game plan. You know, he doesn't throw a lot of fastballs. He didn't, it, you know, he didn't change his approach. He he stayed with his split and his slider. He he was really good at locating his pitches that that looked like strikes and ended up barely balls. He chased quite a bit. Um, he's anytime the moment gets really big, he's showing a very a good knack for for slowing the game down himself and. And taking even a little bit off of his pitches as opposed to power through it. You know, I would like to see us have a more disciplined approach rather than playing at better pitches against him. And that is easier said than done with the stuff that he has. But um, that's the cat and mouse game when you face Tanaka is to, is to stay disciplined, wait for a pitch to hit, or um, if that pitch is, to, is, ready, is there to hit early in the count, be ready then too. AJ Grinky's been a little bit homer prone just in the postseason, I guess. What do you attribute that to? There's just a couple of mistakes he's left up. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time, the first game he pitched, he was on 10 or 11 days rest. I don't think he had his, his best secondary pitches. Um, and then, you know, the other day against the Yankees, that was really the only damage that they did were the were the home runs, um, which is this team is 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 very it's one of their strengths. So. I think I think for him execution is always key. He, he's he's one of the best at it. When he gets locked in with his mechanics and his timing and his delivery, he makes his pitches. When he makes his pitches, he's really really difficult to hit. And you can see that just by based on how how good he is for as long as he's been good. And and I think that you know it all come down to pitch execution for that. AJ, how are you feeling about the uh, series so far for Joe Smith? And for Ryan Presley, the uh, jobs they've done. You know, they both put in a couple of the games. I think Joe Smith was a unsung hero in, in, in game two with the multiple innings. Um, and then coming in last night, got a big out against Encarnacion. He gave him up to Homer. He's very valuable against his right-handed hitters. Um, he's done a couple left-handed hitters out. So um, given the given his veteran status and how, how much he's been around, it's, it's, it's nice to see him contribute having battled back from a very significant injury. Presley, you know, has pitched in a couple games as well and, and we're gonna keep keep giving him the ball and giving him opportunities to pitch in these leverage roles because he's got some of the best stuff on our on our staff. You know, he, he hasn't been um, back to his all star caliber level yet, but that doesn't mean the next time out that he doesn't um, handle that situation and get the outs that he's that he's needed. He, you know, it's easy to remember when relievers give up a couple of runs or a couple of hits, um, there were also some some encouraging signs in his in his first outing of some some really nasty swing and miss stuff. Hey, Jay, you mentioned not having concern over playing four days in a row. That's the thing you guys normally do. Um, usually, when you get a travel day, that's as far as New York and Houston. Though you don't do it with back to back night games like that. Um, just any uh-huh. concern anything you might do differently with that, and especially you know, would you consider maybe sending a central game six starter to Houston ahead of time if it comes to that? We've traveled from the West Coast. We, we're in the AOS, so the trip from Anaheim getting in at four in the morning, the trip from Seattle getting in at four in the morning from Oakland. Um, I'm not saying it's routine for us, but we've done that quite a bit. Um, so if it comes to that, then we'll, we'll 
you know, we'll handle it just fine. It's the playoffs. I think the, the adrenaline helps. The excitement of every game helps. It's not it's not even really on my radar to be concerned about it. Um, we'll look into whatever game six is going to bring. But that there's so much baseball that has to be played. We haven't begun discussions on what, if or when, or whether or not that would even be important or relevant at this point. I'm sending the guy back. AJ, a uh, couple games this series, Springer looks like he's uh, maybe limped a little bit or looked a little uncomfortable last night at third base. Looked, he went out and talked to him a little bit. Um, is, is he dealing with anything that is a concern? In game two, he had a couple um, couple instances with some uh, cramping in his legs, and it bothered him in game two. Um, actually, the conversation that I had with him at third base yesterday had nothing to do with health. It was all about the first and third situation with the infield being halfway or being in, and Britain generating some soft contact against Brantley. We wanted to have him fully aware of what we wanted him to do on the bases. So um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't had one conversation with him yesterday about his health. I, I'm anticipating him being just fine. AJ, could you um, discuss the, like the overall philosophy of the organization of in, embracing being the best and you guys have never hesitated from the start of the spring training. You're the best team in baseball and you're supposed to win and that's what you're going to do. And how that plays out when you get in a situation like this where there's changes of schedules and you're playing at Yankee Stadium, but you guys are not intimidated. You want to be the intimidator. Yeah, I think when you have expectations, you have a couple of ways. You, you teams try to play it. Some teams try to play it, kind of play it off and and, and be low key about it. I think I think the best route for us is to embrace it um, with some humility. You know, we have to do a lot of things on the field right to have the team that we have. We we need to stay humble and, and continue to do the work to be a good team on all in, in all facets of the game and you, you, you can't but you have to embrace you can't just you can't just show up and play just because you think you're the best team in the league you have to go out and, and prove it day in and day out and our our guys embrace it because it's it's going to be there regardless teams are going to people are going to talk about you know 300 win seasons in a row or a world series title in 17 or winning your division they're going to they're going to put it all out there for you and I've taken the approach with our team is to just embrace it with humility and and then get after it on, in the preparation to try to continue it. AJ, you said before that, um, you know, you guys have played four-game series uh, plenty of times before. But, you know, we all know that the, the pressure of the postseason, that the intensity of those innings, those outs, um, that, that it's just it's very different. It is, you know, a harder task. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, the bullpen usage, I, you know, can't anticipate it, but... Is it is it fair of us to, to, to think that you know this isn't just a typical four game series? This is a, a really intense pressure packed four game series, even for uh, for bullpen guys that might be used to stringing together um, a regular season four game series. Well, we don't we don't have a choice. It, it is what it is. It's the way the schedule is, and so we're not gonna we're not gonna panic about it until we know what's in front of us, and we're not gonna talk about games two, three, and four until we get through the next game. It's just not our mentality to, to worry about um, the things you're talking about. I mean, we're, we're, we're here to win and, and win as fast as we can. If, if it takes all four games and, and our bullpen gets used a lot and our pitching gets used a lot, then that's what it's going to take to get to the World Series. But but honestly, it's not something that we're going to, to talk about internally going into to the next next game in this playoff series. It's just not. AJ, uh 
Sanchez had success against you guys during the regular season, and you've handled them a lot better this series. Uh, is that something that you attribute more to what you guys are doing or, or something on his side? You know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to give my opinion on anything we're doing against them until until we see what's next. And obviously, we're trying to attack these guys where we think we can get them out. We're trying to avoid the, the big swing and the big moments. Um, you know, with Sanchez in particular, we're in particular we've we've done a pretty good job of making pitches, but um, from a strategic standpoint, we got too much baseball left to play for me to to evaluate his performance. You guys have seen a, a, a good amount of the Yankees bullpen so far through three games. Do you sense that benefiting your guys just getting to see them more often? Um, I think anytime you, the more you can see a pitcher, the better. Whether it's in one game or in a you know playing a team over and over. I mean, I get this question all the time about whether it's third time through the order for a starter or whether it's, you know, a starter seeing the same team in back-to-back starts during the regular season. So the more you see them, the, the more beneficial it is. It doesn't make it easier to hit elite stuff. Um, but it, it does, you know, it does give some comfort to the hitter as, as you as you continue to, to mount at bats against that guy that, you know, you know their pitches, you've seen their pitches, um, you've you see the sequences and how they're trying to get guys out um, on both sides. I mean, what these next these next two starts um, for Tanaka and Paxton and for you know for Granky and JV are all coming in back to back in the same team. So same thing applies to the starters, not just the pen. Just one more. Do you buy into the the splits for success, like for pitchers? Like for example, Tanaka had had you know such a lack of success at Mid Bay Park, and we saw what he did. He's much more effective at home. That happens with your pitchers, too. Like, does that matter in the postseason? I don't think it, it is an exact science with any of these numbers. I mean, these, these are humans that are still trying to play the game, and they can certainly, you know, kind of outperform expectations or even underperform expectations when the numbers are in their favor. I think the postseason is a completely different um set of circumstances in a completely different environment for for everybody so i you know i think you know they're interesting things to look at they certainly are are trends or tendencies or previous behavior but i i think you'd be foolish to think that's exactly how it's going to play out every time otherwise why play the games every pitch swing and a miss 10 strikeouts for cole every inning and cole dances back to the dugout of every game see you later see you later October baseball. Everybody's got to come to our house to get to the World Series. Exclusively on the Houston Astros. Now the crowd's getting frisky. Radio Network.